Now, before we proceed with this episode, I do have something important that I need to share with everybody. As you guys know, about two years ago, I did a sketch comedy show called The Going Live Show. And while I was on the show, I worked with a very talented cast and became friends with practically every cast member on the show. And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Sharice. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the, uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of of her son in the sketch. Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well, sadly this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Sharice was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. Now the good news is she is not hurt physically. The bad news is her car was stolen and the merchandise that she sells after shows was stolen as well. And she currently has a GoFundMe page set up to help her raise the money that she needs to get a new car and order more merch so she can you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm going to do is I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Sharice merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which is another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop, but I can't let this situation situation slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent. And I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single Boochcast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the Boochcast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world. Lutes. Files. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the 
great spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say the words her peace and Don't ever mention you've never had sex Trust me, I promise she knows And now her defenses are starting to fall Smile and return her affection If you don't manage to What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Dude, that's just me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Genuinely speaking, I'm not that broke, Vinny. I'm going to go ahead and say this. This card was absolutely fucking boring. (laughs) Vinny, on three. One, two, three. Boring. I think we're goofing on our phones. Like, we're like, okay, can we get this over with, please, 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 please? Underlay, I thought this was supposed to be good. This is 2023. Fuckers. Yeah, it was a relatively boring card tonight. Uh, hopefully, uh, Vengeance Day, when we inevitably get there, will be uh, better. But, you know, there were some good moments, but overall, it did not do a good job of holding attention very well. And that's not even excusing the fact that we've been we've been working all day at the time that we've been recording this, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we're still uh, working on a bootcast reviews Dark Side of the 90s. We just got two episodes recorded again. Um, we're about four episodes away from being completely done with the whole series. So uh, if it seems like we don't have a lot of energy, it's because, like I said, we've been working really hard. So we're now uh, ready to present you guys with your NXT recap. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. Are you ready to get ready to get it on? Yep. All righty then. Let's do this. All right. So we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. We have ourselves some tag team action. We got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Apollo Crews and Axiom. I mean, the match started off really good. This match was actually very entertaining, even despite the fact that Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes need to go for the tag team titles. And then Apollo Crews, I like him. Axiom's a ripoff from fucking Sankara, Sankara 2.0. I mean, these uh, four, these two tag teams, they went at it. They did. Axiom, of course, being a spot monkey guy and everything else, but what was funny was that I thought for a second that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams were going to win. Lo and behold, that day, 
then it happened, it turns out that Paula Cruz and the Stealing Gimmick motherfucker action wins. I did not see that coming. Did you? I did not expect it at all. Me uh, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. It, it helped, you know, Apollo Cruz, like he he caught the nothing but net, countered it into a pin. Yeah, yeah. And, and it helps to uh, continue the feud because it looks like that's what they want to do. Yeah. Because I feel like this is going to come to a head at Vengeance Day. The question is, is it going to lead to Apollo Cruz going back to the main roster? Is it going to lead to Carmelo getting called up? Or are they both just going to stay here? Because it's blatantly obvious that Apollo Cruz was not treated well on the main roster. He was not. I don't see him getting treated any better if he went back. I think he would get lost in the sauce. You probably would get lost in the sauce. So I want to keep him on NXT. Um, I'm still looking at this whole thing from the uh, the other standpoint of the fact they're having Axiom and Trick Williams feud I think is kind of stupid. I did think Williams coming out with the mask was funny. I did yeah. enjoy I particularly enjoyed that. I think you almost lost your shit when he wore the mask and I'm like What the fuck is he wearing a mask for? I'm like he's making fun of Axiom dude. Oh. That, that was meant to be a mocking of the character because a lot of uh, wrestlers especially ones that do like you know masked wrestlers that have like a luchador style the mask is very important to them. That is true. Like that is it's a part of their culture it's a part of their who they are that's why one of the most offensive things you can do in luchador wrestling is remove a wrestler's mask. It's considered disrespect to even fuck with it that way. That's why it's such a big deal when you see heels like rip off the mask but the guy's face is hidden so you can't see what's underneath it mm-hmm. or if uh, a wrestler loses a match and they're forced to take the mask off that's when it really triggers uh, fans yeah I can see that because can see that. because you're showing the ultimate form of disrespect or forcing this guy to humble himself in a way that's never been done before like Rey Mysterio and WCW had to take his mask off now the problem is if you're a WWE fan and you didn't follow WCW you have no idea what he looks like without that mask on mm-hmm. if you're a WCW fan like me you know how he looks without that mask because he had to take it off I remember it's what motivated one of the things that motivated me to order the Super Brawl 9 pay-per-view because that was the night Ray took the mask off and I'll say this he looked better without the mask Mm -hmm. and it did change who he was a little bit and a lot of people felt like felt disrespected or that he was buried for doing it and Ray was like no I'm actually glad I did it because it allowed me to work with main event guys at a main event level so he saw the uh, the benefit of doing that storyline the fact that he's working with the NWO which were big at the time working with Nash working with Hall and all that so it was a great moment but just obviously Axiom is no Ray Mysterio and it's you know the match was it was a good opener but it wasn't anything that really grabbed your attention like Cruz turning the nothing but net into a pin is the only entertaining thing it's the only thing that makes this match memorable it really is because everything else before this was just standard BS and the only good thing that came out of it was at least they didn't try to do stupid shit like have Axiom like outmaneuver Trick Williams or embarrass Trick Williams you know because obviously they know how to do shit like that property they're not in AEW they're in NXT Yes. So we see Apollo Crews and Axiom get the win, and like I said, does nothing but prolong the feud because assuming that's what they're going to do. Yes. Then we cut to Tony D'Angelo and Stax walking near the bridge. Uh, Stax thinks D'Angelo is going to whack him because he did not, uh, you know, they, they they failed to capture the North American Championship. And as we remember at the end, he said, you know, I'm not your boss, I'm family, and threw him out of the way and took the hit. So, and Stax literally was like saying, you know, hey, I'm loyal to the end, so do what you gotta do. And then D'Angelo says, your days of being a soldier are over. And D'Angelo promotes Stax to underboss instead. D'Angelo gives Stax with a new leather jacket with the family crest on it. 
Stax is damn near in tears considering it an honor. And now, basically, Stax, this is the equivalent to being promoted to like an assistant manager position. So basically, Stax is no longer having to run numbers. He's no longer having to do the dirty work. Now he basically works underneath the Don. He's basically like, like the Don is the owner of the store. The underboss is basically the manager. So now everything's working out great. So Stax got promoted. Good for him. I really do not care. Yay. Bravo. You got a fucking problem with the ceremony. I got a big problem with the ceremony. I didn't know what I was watching. A ripoff from the Goodfellas or the Godfather. First of all, first of all, first of all, do not compare me to Don Corleone. I am nothing like fucking Don Corleone. I am my own person, first of all. Second of all, this ain't part of the Goodfellas. Because unlike Tommy, I keep a level head. I got my shit together. Understand? Yeah. I, I wonder sometimes. Yeah. Look, I suffered a few setbacks, but that don't mean my head ain't on straight. Trust uh, me. Your head up is up your ass a lot of the time to let you know. Yeah? Well, it's better than being up your ass. There's not even any lucky charms in there. <laughs> now, now while we, now, I, back to what I was fucking saying. This ceremony was important. I was promoting stacks because he fucking earned it. Now he can get other people to do his bidding. And you can sit there with your fucking golf clap all you want. But the fact of the matter is, the Don had to do the right thing. And there will come a time when I get the fucking North American title and if I don't touch that title, the NXT title will belong to the Don. Hopefully that never happens. It will and as soon as it does, I'm gonna wave it in front of your lucky Irish face is what I'm gonna do. Kiss my Irish ass, you greasy fuck. That's how the fuck it's gonna go. Alright, I'll wave it in front of the tree while you're in there making the fucking cookies like you love to do. <laughs> Everybody wants to be the fucking Don. I don't wanna be the fucking Don. Well clearly you do. You talk like a big shot. <laughs> like you're the Don, but obviously you're not. So anyway. Thank God I'm not. Yeah, you wouldn't know how to run a you wouldn't know how to run an organization anyway. You'd be too fucking drunk to care. So anyway, we're gonna move on from this. What are you talking about? I never had a drop of alcohol a day in my life. You gonna fucking lie to these people? <laughs> I know you well L. There's been times you fucking argue with me and you were drunk as a fucking skunk. You understand me? You were practically slurring your goddamn words on the goddamn show. Sitting here talking about, Oh, boy, man, is this? You don't know what is it. I you I, I got a question for you. Can, can you tell me how to get, how to get to a sesame, uh, is it Sasami? Sasami Street? Sasami Street. Yeah, Sasami Street. Tell me how to get to fucking Sasami Street. You know, with the cocky monster and uh, and the groover and uh, and 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 the big yellow fucking chicken. I don't know what the fuck anymore. Why are you bringing Big Bird up in this? All right, moving on. All right, anyway, uh, the Don's got business to take care of, so he's going to leave now. And um, so earlier today, we catch, uh, we have an interview with uh, Tiffany Stratton. Indy Hartwell apparently takes over Tiffany Stratton's personal locker room because apparently she, you know, made fun of the women's division. So now they decided that Stratton shouldn't have a locker room bigger than the NXT women's yeah. locker room. Yeah, I saw that. So she changes the sign and kicks out Tiffany Stratton. Mm -hmm. And that's all this right here. It's like, this is what you get for being mean it's like this is not your locker room it's everybody's locker room uh, locker room at all so yeah they need to do something with indy sick of it sick, sick, sick of it well the women already had their own locker room it's just that tiffany had a had a bigger one and indy felt that was bullshit so they, she decided to take the bigger locker room for the rest of the roster which okay here's the part where i'm confused 
Last I checked with Indy Hartwell, wasn't she going through a thing where she had no friends? She was looking out for herself. She didn't and was telling other people they should do the same. Yeah. So why the fuck does she suddenly care about the rest of the women's roster? She had to change her heart. That what, what, that, that that makes no fucking sense right here. See, that was stupid. You're Does literally going. The wrestling business makes sense these days. No, but you. But I expect NXT to. I expect NXT to be better than the other garbage that's out there in the wrestling world. Mm. So when NXT does stupid shit, I get more pissed off than I normally am. So that was doesn't make any sense. Now don't get me wrong. I look forward to the match next week because they've already decided. It's going to be Tiffany Stratton versus Indy Hartwell next week because apparently this is not a big enough deal for pay-per-view yet. So we're going to put it on next week. All right. That's cool. We'll see what happens. Very true. Let's see what happens. But either way, this is a, a very weird feud. And I feel like Indy Hartwell standing up for the women's locker room just doesn't make any sense. Because she was, you can't be one minute saying I'm all about myself and then all of a sudden wanting to stand up for the locker room the next week. Like that don't, again, that doesn't make any fucking sense sense. It does not. It's Tiffany Stratton. It's not like this is a an NWO or a Nexus invasion or a Raw SmackDown invasion where everybody has to band together against the com- against the common threat. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton should not be the common threat. You know why? Why? Because she's not the first woman to say I'm better than everybody in the roster. Everybody says that. Every yeah, every everybody fucking there is nothing. There was nothing Tiffany Stratton said in her promo that was different from any other heel promo. I am the best in the world. I am the greatest in this company. I am better than all of you. I have no equal. That's every fucking heel promo. Pretty much. That's heel 101. Yes, it is. So, either way, I'm looking forward to the match because these two can work. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. So then we cut back to the ring where we have toxic attraction. JC Jane says they aren't usually the ones to say I told you so, but they told us so. They predicted the end of the night the ring announcer Alicia would announce them as the winners of the Battle Royal. Jane and Dolan both downplay the fact that they both tried to eliminate each other. They promised to make Roxanne Perez regret the day she won the Women's Championship. Lyra Valkyrie says she should be the number one contender when she looked them she doesn't see championship material Valkyra says that Dolan and Jane both know they can't beat Perez so they have to try to do it together Dolan and Jane attacked Valkyra Perez makes a save uh this right here uh Toxic Rest is like like I told you so but they're both right to what still last week did not make a lick of sense so they were saying yeah we're better than all you we're, we're uh, Roxanne and Perez we're gonna beat her I was like yeah you gotta realize this is going to be a triple threat match you dumb motherfuckers you so they both attack Valkyrie Perez comes saves the and yeah, not really care for this. Did you? No. Maybe and I'll tell you why I didn't care for it. Because, for it? because, again, it's a promo that makes no sense. Like, Make you sense. can't both win the championship. Nope. You can't both pin her at the same time. Nope. One of you has to pin Roxanne, mm-hmm. and that person's going to be declared the champion. Now, the two of you can run around and call yourselves fucking co-champions all you want, but one of you is going to be recognized as the women's champion. That's how it goes. That is very true. And even though they try to downplay everything, their egos will not allow one to win at the expense of the other. There's going to come a moment in the triple threat match where JC's going to go for a pin and Gigi's going to break it up. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be looking at each other like, what the hell? What are you doing? There's going to be a moment where Gigi goes for a pin and JC's going to break it up and she's going to get mad. And that's where the dissension is going to come in. Because they can't not fight each other at some point. You know, yes, they both tried to eliminate each other in the Battle Royal. They both kind of shot each other looks, but basically said they're still going to continue to be dominant. Mm -hmm. 
which is easy for them to say since they both got eliminated at the same time. Yes, they did. As if they were insinuating or implying that that was their plan. And maybe it was. I don't fucking know. But if it was, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's stupid. And Valkyra made herself look stupid. Basically getting in the ring, talking shit, and they both attack her. Mm-hmm. It's like common sense would tell you don't go in the ring by your goddamn self. Very true. Against two people. Yep. It's It, it always happens. That's, yes, it does. This is literally something that always happens. They get in the ring, there's a stomp, and then Perez is supposed to make the save, and then that's when the girls roll out of the ring and it's traditional shit. Yep, so it yes, was yep, 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 it was predictable. Yes, it was. And did nothing to excite this triple threat match that nobody wants to see. Nope. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Alba Fire goes one-on-one against Sol Ruka. Surprisingly, this was actually a very, 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 very good match. Ruka got a lot of moves in. Alba got a lot of freedom in. These two ladies beat the shit out of each other until Aishadon had to make another distraction. Let's fire. Apparently, this rivalry is still going on. Ruka, uh, Ruka hits a Soul Smasher by uh, Ruka hits a Soul Smasher and pins Alba Fire. That didn't really make any sense, but okay. They need to do one more match with Alba Fire and Asa Don and end it. I agree. That's obviously the case, and that's obviously where they're going with this. I did not expect Sol Ruka to get the win. Yeah, neither did I. I will say this. She needed the win. Yes, she did. You know, especially after that great performance she had in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely deserves some type of push. Yeah, yeah And this is does. the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, with Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, they need to have one final match. The problem is, what stipulation would you add? to it because their last fight was like a anything goes I can't remember if it was like a last woman standing or a falls count anywhere it was some type of extreme match mm. where it was weapons and anything goes yeah I remember that so how do you top that they can't just have a regular fucking match still cage we already got a cage match at this show uh, no hold bar it's kind of similar to what they already did but if that's the only option they or have to I think quit of something match, pa- falls count anywhere match I quit would probably be the best yeah. route I would probably go with I quit I quit because that way you know it, it definitively ends the rivalry because someone says I quit. Yeah, that's true. I think that's the best route to go. Yeah, it's the it's the only other thing because you you need something to top it, mm-hmm. and because you, you've already had a violent stipulation, you can't go into one more match and then not have a stipulation attached to it. Otherwise, there was no fucking point in continuing this. That's very true, sir. So you have to, that like for example, they had it's like uh, Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. They had a normal match for the title. There was some fuckery. There's going to be a rematch. What do they do? Lock them in a cage. Mm-hmm. That makes you you want to see it again. Yeah. In addition to the count out, now it's in a cage. Oh crap, now I gotta see this Avengers dance. Yes, yes, yes. So, if they're gonna have this match, if they're if these two are gonna face off again, it needs to be Avengers Day. It needs to have a, a stipulation match that's gonna top what happened before, and I agree, I quit match is the best way to go. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That would end, it, it's brutality, and it forces someone to say, I quit. I quit. quit. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, continuing up. Yes. So, backstage, uh, Alba Fire gets into an argument with Katana Chance and Kate and Carter. Fire wants them both and says she doesn't need a partner. She doesn't need anyone. So now next week we have a handicap match for the tag team titles. That makes absolutely no lick of fucking sense whatsoever. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. But this has been done before where people have done the handicap thing where Mm -hmm. they're going to fight for the tag titles because they don't have a partner or whatever. But one of two things is going to happen. Or one of three things I should say. Which is? Either A, Alba Fire is going to win both belts by herself. Two, she's going to lose this match. Or three, someone is going to show up 
up out of nowhere and become her partner and she wins the belts that way. But who would be her partner would be is the million dollar question. That I, and I have no idea who they would get. Me neither. What I think would be hilarious and what I would really love to see. Which is what? Isla Dawn. <laughs> here's what I would love to see. And I, here's how I would book this. You're having a handicap match. She's getting her ass kicked. She's getting her ass kicked. She's getting her ass kicked. Let's say at some point they knock her into the corner, right? Mm. Or something happens where all the women are down and uh, Alba Fire is laying in the corner. All of a sudden, Isla Dawn comes up, taps on the shoulder, blind tags herself into the match, takes out Caden Carter and, and Katana Chance with her finish, does the miss, one, two, three, and now Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are the tag team champions. Just to fuck with her head. If that happens, if that happens, I'm going to be up like, golf clap for Vinny Bucci, golf clap for Vinny Bucci. Yeah, but wouldn't that be hilarious? That would be fucking hilarious as hell. Because Isla Dawn strikes me as the type of person that would play that fucking mind game. Yeah, she probably would. Like, oh, we're champs now. Yes, we are. So we need to work together. Yeah, work together and hold hands and skippy-lippy-doo down the yellow back road. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think that would be the best mind fuck to Alba Fire. Definitely a mind fuck. Like, Isla Dawn wins the belts instead of Alba, but she now, so she has to legally give one half of the belts to Alba Fire, so she's talking about, I'm gonna have both titles, and instead, Isla takes one. Yep. And maybe they have a match where the winner gets both, maybe the match at Vengeance Day becomes, maybe this is the stipulation, the winner holds both tag belts. Yeah. Because that can happen. Yeah, that can't happen. And I, cause I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen in TNA once, mm -hmm. where um, they had, like, uh, I think I think Kurt Angle won a match where he held every title in TNA. Mm -hmm. He had the X Division title, he had the World title, and he had both tag belts. So they had a fatal four-way to determine his new tag team partner. Sting won the match, so Kurt Angle had to give the belt to Sting, and legally they were the tag team champions in TNA. Hmm. Kurt Angle and Sting. Yeah. Never in a million years. I thought I'd see that happening. Oh, yeah. They were an alliance briefly in uh, TNA. Okay. They also feuded heavily. I bet they did. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got some tag team action. We got Gallus versus Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley. Damn good match, was it not? Yes. This was actually very good. They're like, everybody gives credit to Briggs and Jensen. Those two work very, very well together. Gallus came out, Briggs and Jensen came out. Those, these four gentlemen beat the shit out of each other. Gallus one time removed the mat, exposed the concrete floor. Well, I thought uh, Briggs was going to happen, but no, he uh, countered a move, and then all of a sudden, uh, Briggs went out there. He got suplexed onto the concrete floor. Uh, Jensen, the other guy, these two, excuse me, tried to put up a good fight, but in the end, Gallus hits the finisher. One, two, three. That was damn good match. Oh yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, these guys did very, very well. Briggs and Jensen, I don't know anybody who's uh, having anything bad to say about them or sleeping on them, but if you are, wake the fuck up. They're that damn good. Yes, Gallus is a good tag team too. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of them, but they are good. I can acknowledge that. I have to go for them because they're, ha they're Scottish and I'm half Scottish, so I don't really have a choice now, do I? I mean, you do. I mean, like... <laughs> I like Gallus, but I like Briggs and Jensen a lot better. I do too. They're, they're a hell of a great tag team. Um, and then, of course, at one point, Briggs is laying on the ground or taking a back body drop on the exposed floor. And here's the thing. Really? Yeah, really? That's what takes him out? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'm not saying taking a back body drop under the exposed concrete doesn't hurt like a motherfucker, but I've seen so many wrestlers do that and get back up. Yep, that's true. Unless you, like, got a shoot concussion, mm -hmm. that shouldn't be what takes you out. Like, no. I can understand if it's, like, you know, maybe a, a more devastating move, like a pow like a slam or a 
drop kick or something that causes you to really hit the ground. Mm -hmm. But a back body drop, that shouldn't take you out of the game like that. Yeah, I hear you. And then Henley and the medical staff come run down to the ring to check. Kiana James also rushes down and checks on Jensen, and her and Henley start getting into a shoving match and arguing, and it's like, all right, this is getting fucking stupid. You got very fucking stupid. I'm like, really? You two are arguing right now while a guy's laying on the ground in pain? Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, someone gets hurt, someone who, you know, unless we find out later that Kiana James is playing mind games, as of right now, she seems to care about Jensen. Yep, she does. But never, we never heard of a beautiful woman playing mind games with a dude before, have we not? Oh, absolutely not. No, that of course not. That doesn't happen no, at all. No, that never happens. Evil girl has to lead a loser like me on. Can't believe I just call myself a loser. Oh, well. Hey. <laughs> Difference now. I'll be like, yeah, you're pretty and you're mean as shit. And your looks are eventually going to go bye-bye later. It's cold-blooded. I'm like, no, but, uh-uh. But the argument I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make here before Zach made this all about him was the fact that in general that that does happen but right now we don't know for sure if that's the case right now in this storyline Kiana James is actually caring about Jensen so naturally she's gonna come down and want to see if he's okay so for Henley to like have a problem with this is fucking stupid you know it's she's gonna check on him she's gonna see what's going on she wants to know mm-hmm. and if anything Henley should be going back and focusing on the damn match that's very true let Kiana handle this mm-hmm. okay yeah. that's her man and not yo man Man, so yeah, go yeah. back and yeah, check. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. You know the rules in the locker room. You don't do that. Anyway, yeah. So we go through that ordeal. Mm-hmm. And then Gallus hits her finish on Briggs for the win. So Gallus looks good going into the tag team title match at Vengeance Day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So then we cut back to the backstage area where Henley and Jensen argue about Kiana James. Henley says James doesn't care about him. Jensen says she cares more than Henley does. Henley promises James will break his heart and she won't be there to pick up the pieces. It's, like a, it's just like a sister protection her brother. She doesn't like you. Don't come crying when she breaks your heart. Boo-hoo. Wham, 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 wham. Okay. Let's see what happens because I'm interested in what's going on with Jensen and uh, Kiana James. I want to see where this goes. This could be interesting. They could wing it or not. But we'll see. Yeah. And But either way, like it was like the point he was trying to make was what game does she have to play? You already have the bar. True. And that's the thing that makes sense, logical sense here. It's like there's if, if Kiana James is fucking with them, it doesn't make make any logical sense because like they said she's already Henley won back the bar there's nothing Kiana James can do to fuck that up so unless she's playing some kind of angle which I don't know because it's not like these guys are secretly rich and they're pretending to be rednecks that's not happening here no it's not so this is so clearly there's no logical reason for Kiana to play any games unless she's trying to be a cold hearted bitch which again would not make any sense would not make a look of sense none at all and then after this, we have uh, the interview with Grayson Waller where he shows his frustration about the ropes breaking and the fact that he knows he would have won the NXT title. And he even tries to pull out a replica belt to try to act like he's, yeah, yeah. he's basically that. the champion, which looked really fucking stupid. It looked very stupid. The interview interview was like, I know that, but you're not the champion. You lost. Trying to point that out. I was like, yeah, and the rope breaking last week. It's like, that didn't make a look assist, but Grayson Waller was typical of doing his... Uh, Hill gimmick, which he's so good at doing. Yes, and he basically said it doesn't matter if the cage breaks or the 
ring breaks, he's going to pin Braun Breaker, and he's going to become the NXT champion. So he is determined to win this go-around, and he's got the game face on, which is great. And as we've mentioned before, it's time for Grayson Waller. Yeah, it is time for... Uh, I love Braun Breaker to death, but his uh, title reign's gone stale. It's time for a heel world heavyweight champion. Yeah, and, and I think it's time for Braun to leave NXT. Yep, yep, I yep, think yep, he's yep, ready yep. for the main roster, and this is what... And um, if he doesn't debut at the Royal Rumble, he should definitely debut after Vengeance Day. In fact, here's what I would do. I'd make uh, Braun Breaker a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble match. Mm. He's obviously not going to win it. No. But I would make him a surprise entrant in the Rumble, have him do well, get let him, let you know, eliminate a couple people, get kind of that, you know, main roster feel yeah. to kind of test, do like a litmus test to see if the crowd is into him. And then eventually he gets thrown out. Yeah. And then what you would do is after he drops the title, mm-hmm. have him go up to the main roster on either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I don't know where, where, where to see him at, but I would like to see him at the Royal, uh, make his debut, first show debut in the main roster at the Royal Rumble. That would make very, very, uh, very good sense. Yes. And on that note, we cut to after we saw a crazy backstage moment with Thea Hale getting ready for a match and being nervous and throwing up. And then apparently uh, uh, Chase, Andre Chase, saw some interesting footage about uh, Duke Hudson mm-hmm. apparently saying some things about Chase U and everything. But apparently they were taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And now they need to focus on Thea Hale's match. So we move on to her match, which is Thea Hale with Duke Hudson and Andre Chase versus Valentina Feroz. Uh, have you ever seen this Valentina Feroz before? Yes. She was, she's been in a jobber tag team with another girl. I can't remember her name. All right. I mean, it was okay. Do you call this a match? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, sort of, I guess. I mean, Thea Hale finally got a win. But Lopez hands uh, Faraz a pair of brass knucks. She refuses to use them. Hale hits her uh, hits a front face DT for the win. She's used, she's being a, a baby face. She's like, I don't need that. I could beat her by myself. Boy, was she wrong. Well, yeah. Well, she, uh, of course, Thea took advantage of the distraction. But this is one of those things where... Where uh, it's one of those examples of I want to do it the right way, but the right way didn't work. So now it's going to question whether or not she is going to continue to be a babyface mm-hmm. or if she's going to turn heel because she's going to realize that's the only way she can win. And that's what uh, that creeping moment of doubt is going to come in now. Now, Thea Hale is already riding high and celebrating. She's happy she's got her first win in uh, in-ring competition. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. it's Allie looking good. She is a giant, hyperactive, like, gerbil. It's fucking weird. No, she's more like a, a hyperactive chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a gerbil, a chihuahua. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, either way, she's hyper as fuck. Mm. Like, she's just crazy. Cuckoo in the head. Yes. Where are the Cocoa Puffs? And then... Cocoa Puffs. And then uh, after that, they uh, cut to the locker room where Lopez questions Faraz over not using the Nux. Faraz says she doesn't cheat and that she sounds like Sangha. Lopez tells her to stop worrying about Sangha. She once put her faith in men and she knows now that she has to do things on her own. Faraz needs to realize the same. She's basically, why did you use the brass Nux? It's like, I was like, uh, like she, she she doesn't cheat. And I said, like, I don't cheat. I was like, well, in this situation, you should have. You would have won. But Faraz, like this, uh, Faraz uh, lady is a face, not a hill. So, eh, makes and I'll, sense, makes doesn't. Yeah, well, obviously, Electra Lopez is also hinting at the fact that she was part of Legado del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. 
and they basically left her hanging high and dry. Because when they got called to the main roster, for whatever reason, and we still haven't figured it out, they replaced Lopez with Selena Vega. Yep. So now, Electra Lopez is back down on, on NXT, trying to figure out what to do, and is basically now trying to stand on her own two feet as a wrestler. Yep. Yep. So and Faraz, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't see anything in this in this person. She's not interesting at all. She's basically a jobber. I don't know where this is gonna lead to if she turns heel. I just don't see her as a future star in the company. I agree with you, sir. We never know though. She's got heart, that's all she needs, but she needs more than heart heart in this business. Yeah. So go ahead. So then we cut to an in ring segment with a new day. Woods and Kingston are dressed up because today is a special day. As of today, they are done with pretty dead. Next up is Gallus. Pretty Deadly interrupts. Prince and Wilson complain that Woods and Kingston are making fun of them. Wilson and Prince say they are the rightful number one contenders. Gallus walks to the ring. Wolfgang says New Day is right. They won their shot fair and square. Now that they put Pretty Deadly and Briggs and Jensen to bed, the New Day are next. Woods lets Gallus know he didn't understand a word they just said, but if they are ready for a fight, they have one. Pretty Deadly attacks the New Day and Gallus. New Day and Gallus clear out Prince and Wilson. Gallus and the New Day brawl in the ring as referees and officials try to break it up. Uh, this song here was actually a pretty good segment. I mean, uh, New Day came out there and says, yeah, we're done. Pretty Deadly came out and said, no, 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 you were just mean to it. Gals came up, we just won the gauntlet match. We're the number one contenders. And then all of a sudden, one big fight happened. The, the ring uh, tries to break it up. And in the end, New Day was still standing tall. Vinny, your thoughts? Very simple. This was a waste of time. Waste of time. Um, it wasn't interesting at all. And also, I want to say this. What do you have to say, sir? I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but apparently the plan is Booker T is supposed to stay on the commentary. Uh-huh. And we don't know what's going to happen with Wade Barrett when uh, Pat McAfee makes his uh, eventual return to WWE now that the game day NFL or college football stuff is basically over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hearing rumors that Pat McAfee might make an appearance in the Royal Rumble, which I'd love to fucking see. Yep. Um, but anyway, I don't like Booker T on commentary. He got on my fucking nerves tonight. It's it's annoying. Very annoying. He's just randomly hating the New Day for no goddamn reason. And unless this is going to lead to like the New Day versus Harlem Heat at like WrestleMania or something, this makes no fucking sense for Booker T to be acting like this. I would love to see that. That'd be great. Well, yeah. Harlem Heat. Awesome. I think I think Harlem Heat could still go and they're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Mm-hmm. So unless you're trying to gear up for that, there's no fucking reason for Booker T to have this much animosity towards the New Day. None. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. He got on my fucking nerves. He's like, Booker T, shut the fuck up. And you were, you were right beside me. You started chuckling. I was like, I know it gets annoying. Right? I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what's more annoying. You, uh, Vinny Seagan of Booker T's commentating on uh, on NXT. Hmm. Yeah. About the same. About the same? Yeah, just about the same. All right, fuck you. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, and then we cut to the backstage area where we see uh, Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyra who are getting right, apparently are going to be facing toxic attraction in the main event and all of a sudden we see an appearance from good old Big Body Javi shows up and uh, apparently he wanted to see if everybody got his uh, Christmas spe- Christmas uh, album. Christmas is over with you, you dumb know, fuck. It said that it's on the it's, it's, on, it's on the top 40 list and top 40 songs that suck and he's out there doing you know Feliz Javidad and then uh, they basically kick him out of the, the locker room and say leave. <laughs> apparently nobody wanted to hear it. Uh 
Um, and then he left. Don't care. This, this this was horrible. I can't stand this dude. All three of the women were like, yeah, dude, you suck tribal hard. Go home and jerk off. Bye. Especially what it was. I can't take this dude anymore. Jesus Christ. He's more annoying than, I don't know who's more annoying than him. You didn't know anybody more annoying than Big Body Javi? Uh, not at the moment. Um, but also I should point out that because of that brawl, and I called this. You did. It is now a triple threat match at Vengeance Day with the New Day defending the titles against Pretty Deadly and Gallus. It will now be a triple threat match for the tag team titles. Which means we have two triple threat matches for titles. Pretty much. Which you and I don't like, now do we? No, but the but the other triple threat match is basically going to be a handicap match until it's time for someone to pin somebody. Very, very, very true, sir. So it's going to be fought differently, but it's still, I'm not a fan of triple threat matches. No, it's, neither am I. I don't like them. It's disorganized. Very disorganized. And then we cut to an in-ring segment with Big Body Javi again. He wants to celebrate his album ending up on the top 40 charts. And he's about to start playing his guitar when all of a sudden he's interrupted by the returning Tyler Bates. Yep. Uh, the small big man. Yeah. And yeah. we have our next match of the evening. If, if we, we even, even want to call it that. Big Body Javi goes one-on-one against Tyler Bates. Can I make this short and sweet, Vinny? Sure, go ahead. Slap, slap, kick, kick, boom, boom, done, done, Tyler Bates wins. The end. Done. Go away. No one likes you. You're pathetic. I'm a, I'm sort of pathetic. I'm a high school dropout, 36-year-old dishwasher with no girlfriend, no license, no car. Yeah, my life is still better than yours, fucker. Vinny, your thoughts? Tyler Driver was good. Uh, it was nice to see Tyler Bate back in the game. And um, I don't know how much longer this big body hobby thing I can't take it anymore. It's It gets more and more ridiculous, and no one's selling it. Can I do the gimmick? Do the gimmick. Vinny, is this bad? No, it's sad. Okay, that's all I have to say. Can we continue on with this, please? Yes. Um, We cut to the backstage area where uh, Henley apologizes to Jensen for what she said. Uh, She said she's going to try and make it work, so she said she's got a tag team match, and she has asked uh, Kiana James to be her partner, uh, and Jensen is elated that they're working things out. Basically, Henley's giving her, giving him his, uh, giving her blessing for basically dating Kiana James. Well, yeah, she's basically saying she's going to stop being difficult and that she didn't mean all the hurtful things she said. It was an emotional thing because she doesn't want to, you know, turn her back on her friends. Mm-hmm. And he, she wants to be there to support and to make this thing work. She's willing to team up with Kiana James in a tag match. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see what that tag match is, very, and very I, true. and I'm excited to see if these two can work together. Because who knows if Kiana James is really going for a, a face turn here? This could be a great tag team. They could probably be future women's tag team champions. Just imagine Briggs and Jensen win the tag team titles, and also from Henley and Kiana James win the tag team titles. That'd be great. That would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool to see because I was. See Breaking Jensen any any uh, single titles, and I and I don't think Kiana James needs to be a heel anymore. Nah. And I, I don't think her businesswoman gimmick is really getting over anyway. No. It's just not. It's not. I mean, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not trying to say women can't be, you know, smart business owners. They can. Mm-hmm. Some women are able to pull it off. Others are not. Nope. But I don't feel like that gimmick is working in NXT. Yeah, I hear you. I feel like this is a better way to go. I like it. Mm-hmm. It brings something different to the table. And it shows a different side of Kiana James. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So hot for teacher. That's one thing I know about her. She is stiff as fuck. Yeah. She is stiff when she works. She is very stiff. 
Yeah. All right, Vinny, go ahead. Well, on that note, we uh, move on to the main event of the evening. Our tag team main event, Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyra versus Toxic Attraction. Me? Meh. Me. Okay. I mean, these women went out there. They went out there. They did a good job. They did. Toxic Attraction being the heels, Roxanne Perez and Valkyrie. Surprisingly, they worked very good in the ring together, did they not? Yes, they did have good chemistry. I I was like, I don't really like you women, but you guys work good together. And they do. Toxic Attraction... Of course, they work good together. Back, forth, back, and forth. But all of all a sudden, Corey J comes out and attacks Valkyrie. And for a second there, I thought Toxic Attraction was going to win. No, 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 no. Roxanne, uh, Toxic Attraction hit, tried to hit their finisher. Roxanne did a very, very smart thing. Docked. I think JC Jane hit Gigi Dolan and uh, threw uh, Jane out of the ring and hit the pop rocks on uh, Gigi Dolan. One, two, three. And you and I were looking at each other like, huh, okay. Yeah, this is a moment where you're thinking that you know the partner's being taken out so now here comes the screw job yeah and it's like no Roxanne found a way to win yes that's true and what was great about it was when Jane accidentally kicked Dolan with the kick yeah after uh, Perez and Valkyra are outside the ring celebrating having their hands raised Toxic Attraction are in the ring arguing back and forth uh-oh. Better so next week, we're going to see something. I think these two need to give up Toxic Attraction at uh, Vengeance. need to come out to their own entrance songs and everything else. Toxic Attraction does, needs to be, needs to cease to exist. I think after Vengeance Day, they will. Yeah. It's probably going to be something where they're going to play the song, but they come out one at a time. Yeah. And then it's like, they're going to, like, like I think JC Jane's going to come out. Then they're going to keep the song playing. And yeah. then Gigi Dolan's going to come out. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they'll play Roxanne music and she comes out mm, yeah i yeah. think that's a, a possibility right there but that's the thing you got to bear in mind is the fact that now that we're seeing the dissension within toxic attraction that now can lead us to believe hey maybe there's gonna be every woman for herself and that's what makes that moment great because that's the thing jc jane and Gigi dolan can talk all the shit they want but here are the facts only one of them can actually be crowned the champion only one person can have that belt you can do the coach champion shit all you want but yeah. the fact is only one of you can hold it and I think that Roxanne's gonna retain yeah. and like I said that's gonna be the call up for Toxic Attraction Yeah. cause yeah. what the fuck else can they do down there nothing and if anything it establishes Roxanne Perez as the top star cause she got rid of all three Toxic Attraction members that's true but uh, I personally wish she would lose it to Indy, per- uh, Indy Hartwell but that's just me that's that's another story for another day yeah, maybe, no. hopefully down the road who knows maybe at uh, Stand and Deliver, they'll finally give it to Indy. Yeah, like, I hear that. They, there's one of two things needs to happen with Indy Hartwell. What? Either give her the women's title or call mm. her up. If you're not going to give her the belt, get her off of NXT. Call her up, let her be with Dexter Loomis, and let them have yes. the in- and bring the index couple to the main roster. Yes. Because their chemistry is great. Their chemistry is fantastic. And if she's still fe- and if and assuming that Dexter's still fuming, feuding with The Miz, mm-hmm. which I think he is, I'm not 100% sure that'd be a, a great mixed tag for either for like Wrestlemania would be Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell versus The Miz and Maurice yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be great it's another way to get Maurice back in the ring yeah because she's not going to work singles matches anymore but she can come back for the occasional mixed tag matches yeah yeah 
like like the last one they had when it was her and Miz against Beth Phoenix and Edge. Yeah. And then, of course, a few years back at WrestleMania when it was the two of them against John Cena and Nikki Bella. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was a great, that was, that was a great spot for yeah, them. Yeah, that was a very good spot. Just so even the Miz came out, let's go see the see. And you and I were screaming at each other. Like, you and I were like, I was like, see that son, let's go see that. I was, I was like, well, what's the deal? I was like, I'm an Orton fan. He's a John Cena fan. But that's another story for another time. We're not getting into that shit today. Nope, we are not, sir. But, okay. but that's what I think can happen here. So either way, the baby faces got their win. The toxic attractions now having the uh, the dissension. Yes. As we're leading up to Vengeance Day, which I believe, if my calendar serves correctly, I need to get a calendar in this fucking studio. Yes, you do. Uh, we have two more episodes of NXT yep. before Vengeance Day. Yes. So we got next week, and then we got the go home. We got the and go then home. Vengeance Day is that f- Saturday. Yep. So something needs to happen within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. To either tell us our toxic attraction on the same page or are they not going into the pay per view? It's going to yes. be intriguing. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be very, very, very intriguing, sir. All right, yes. there, Vinny. Ugh, tired. <laughs> I know. Zach's tired. I'm tired. I still got to edit this fucking thing. So and I'm I want to go home tired. and drink. Yes, he needs his. He needs his liquid courage and his pain go bye bye juice. And we're gonna. So we're gonna wrap up this recap of NXT. Zach is always thank you for taking time. Very busy schedule to join us, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, I'll be here. Alright, so make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. This Thursday at 2 p.m., our Dark Side of the 90s episode, A Tale of Two Cults. And yes, this time it will be Tale of Two Cults. I know I fucked that up a few weeks ago. <laughs> it's actually out, it's going to be out this Thursday. We'll drop at 2 p.m. We got uh, things scheduled all the way up to February 9th. We got a bunch that we got recorded. We just finished recording two more earlier today. Next week, we're going to take care of a few more. We got about four more episodes left of Dark Side of the 90s to record, but I'm going to be uploading and getting them up in the coming weeks, so you'll be able to check out all the latest episodes, so stay tuned to the YouTube channel for more Dark Side of the 90s. Absolutely. And of course, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble. It will be our first stop on the road to WrestleMania, and we'll be checking out the uh, men and women's Royal Rumble matches to find out who will be main eventing nights 1 and 2 of Wrestlemania 39. Also scheduled are Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. We've got uh, Roman Reigns defending the undisputed WWE Universal title against Kevin Owens and Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. Uh, okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Also, we got our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle and a special treat already in the works so you can also support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support become a supporter of the Boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three levels you can donate at pick the one that works the best within your budget Uh, we have our first level which is 99 cents that's one dollar per month we have a second level which is 
$4.99, per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got our third and final loving donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold it to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. <laughs> you have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles, because unfortunately that's all he can eat right now. Pretty much. And I want to try to get him laid, but I'm about ready to throw in the towel. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine.